0: To the Mindful Biz podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. A Twilight Collective founder, Michelle Hugh is a 25 year old entrepreneur. After completing her Bachelor of Commerce degree with majors in finance and economics, Michelle followed the often trodden path and kick started her career in an investment bank as a mergers and acquisition analyst. In late 2016, months before Michelle was to commence as a graduate at an investment bank, Michelle launched a Twile Collective. The e-commerce brand comprises of storage solutions, professional lighting, and travel cases for beauty lovers. The Twile Collective launched with four acrylic makeup organisers, a basic website, and began their social profile on Instagram with an aim to inspire beauty enthusiasts in a way that they could enhance their beauty experience through organisation. The company now has a turnover of over $5 million, growing at 200% per annum. In this episode, we chat about Michelle's business journey, running an e-commerce brand, along with tips and also talking about social media. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you?
1: Hi, Alison. I'm great. Thank you so much for sharing your platform. I'm really excited for the chat ahead.
0: Absolutely. So how about you introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name's Michelle. I was born and raised in Melbourne. I've pretty much been in here my whole life, except for a few months in California and London, where I went for on exchange. Um, I had an extremely fortunate upbringing. So my parents, who moved over from China in 1990, just wanted my brother and I to have every single um, you know opportunity there was out there. So I remember as a kid, I was you know I had dancing lessons, singing lessons, tennis lessons, like everything that I wanted, my parents really made me feel like it was an option. Um, but then, as usual, when we kind of moved through the education system, as with, you know, a lot of Asian parents, my parents wanted me to become, you know, a doctor or a lawyer. So, yeah, I studied a three-year BCOM degree, um, was a graduate at an, at an investment bank, and then at the same time, I started a Twile Collective in um, 2016, so before I started my graduate job, and found that I was just so much more happier and thrived in that industry, and I was really, really curious about it. So left my full-time job in 2018 and has been working on a Twile Collective and scaling that ever since, and I absolutely love it. So much fun.
0: All right, so the way we pronounce your brand name is a Twile. Is that <laughs> Do you get A
1: Twile, yes. Oh, my God. You actually could not believe the amount of variations that we have on the name. We get, like, e-toilet, e like, e-toil, and, yeah, I really shot myself in the foot there. But, yeah, it's pronounced e-toilet collective.
0: All right, then. So, uh, first of all, what's the inspiration behind the name?
1: There really was. I wish there was a better story that I could tell people, but, really, like, I started the business on such a whim. Didn't expect it to be something that I could fall into full time. Um, that was obviously the dream, but I really just didn't think that yeah, the business could find its legs. So I just asked a friend, you know, what's a very chic, classy name? And she was friends. So she was like, oh, it's Wildly Mean Star. And I was like, works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I really wish it was a better story, but no, that is that is really it.
0: That's good. No, that, that's still a good story. Now, <laughs> I mean, your business is just talk about flying very quickly but first of all let's just introduce the listeners so they know exactly what kind of products we're talking about
1: yeah so we are a online only beauty accessory store and our mission is to create better beauty moments so our product range includes like beauty lighted beauty mirrors tables travel bags makeup organizers and lighting tools
0: amazing so
1: yeah, everything except for makeup products that works around one daily beauty ritual. Mm.
0: Okay, so what was the inspiration behind the like launching this business?
1: Yeah, so I was always very curious about consumer brands and like marketing and customer acquisition since I was very little. Um, so, you know, I've got a memory of when I was say 14 and I found myself in a platform called which is very similar to sims and on that platform you can create like clothing and um you know homes for these avatars and that was really what I guess picked my interest into um consumer goods and e-commerce and so I was always very very interested in that and I think I deviated from that when I you know got into my bachelor's commerce and then studied um you know economics and finance and was surrounded by all these people who were very finance focused which is what you know, um, made me kickstart my career mm-hmm. in finance. But at the same time, you know, at the back of my head, I think I had those um, same interests that I that I had when I was a, a child. And so I was always on the lookout for a business idea. And um, yeah, I've been obsessed with makeup for as long as I can remember. So hoarded all this product over time. And I think one day I just realized, you know, the beauty process mm-hmm. is all about like feeling good and looking good. You are know, heading into a mecca store and everything's all very, very exciting. You come home, you unbox your products, you get ready. It's all very exciting. But for me, the kind of in-between process was just so chaotic. And I recall having products, you know, between my bedroom, my bathroom, my daily handbag. And it was all very, very stressful. And I didn't think that it kind of fit into what the beauty process is all about. Yeah. So, yeah, I started file Collective and think of ourselves as the conduit between that kind of process.
0: So you really launched the business at a fabulous time in the market. Just take us back. What year did you launch?
1: So it was late 2016 and I completely agree with you. It was a very great time to start an online business because that was when kind of before the tide of online businesses, um, you know, Mm kick-started. And, yeah, in those first few years, I mean, we didn't do any paid marketing. It was all organic Um, via Instagram, via word of mouth, Um, and we were able to, you know, snowball our followers very quickly. I think I always say that I'm very fortunate because all our customers are very active on social media, so it was easy to kind of gather that following online, yeah, back in 2016.
0: It was so much easier on Instagram back then, wasn't
1: it? Totally. Because
0: everyone saw your posts and it was all in order and... Yeah, and if they missed a few posts, you'd still show up in their feed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And now there's just so much saturation in the market. You know, there is like something, there's like a specialised train for like your chin, your elbow, your everything. And there is so much competition for consumers' eyeballs. So it's really, really difficult to actually stand out and, um, you know, make your mark in in the e world.
0: Well, particularly in beauty and skincare.
1: Yeah. I agree. It's
0: so crowded. So you've got a lot of Instagram followers. Did you gain most of those in those early years?
1: Um good question. I think we did. I think in 2018, which is when I kind of think of like the rebirth of the business because that's when I went full-time, I think we were probably at about 90,000 followers or so. So maybe like um, yeah, or like almost halfway. Yeah. But again, even to, to today, I think a lot of our followers just come from the fact that people love seeing Vanity Inspiration.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You've got a beautiful feed. So what would you say would be a catalyst for the business growth?
1: Um, definitely timing, um, you know, right sector, right time. Even during COVID last year, like mm-hmm. we were a sector, like furniture, organisation, home stuff, like we were a sector that, really boomed in that time um but I I I guess I would attribute a lot of our growth as well to me having a really high tolerance to risk like one of the biggest catalysts of growth was just going full-time in the business um and that was a huge leap like having to you know leave a very comfortable um job to start something you know that had no I guess um assurance that it would succeed yeah Can um you, point in, you know that point in time when you left your job I'm assuming
0: mm-hmm. you had to take a pay cut to leave a secure job and then go into your business is that correct
1: oh totally yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. so yeah. I went from yeah very comfortable salary to I didn't pay myself to you know last year almost and I still I actually don't even want to pay myself because I want to invest that back into the business mm-hmm. um but, yeah, that that you're absolutely correct. Um, yeah. you, you do have to take a bit of a cut. And,
0: then, and also at that point when you left, did you have a team mm. of people working for you at your business?
1: No, it- so it was just myself and we were yeah. working from home. Right. And then in 2019 we moved into our warehouse slash office space in Melbourne and then we actually expanded our warehouse operations again. Um, so we got a warehouse in Sydney and that happened late last year. Wow.
0: So how big is your team now?
1: Um, we've got, say, between like three to five-ish full-time employees. Um, so we've got two full-time employees and then a couple of casuals. And so still, you, still, still very small and, and nimble. Well, you are. Can, can, I was expecting you to say that you had more than that,
0: considering the size of your business. So that's great <laughs> that you're able to do it that way. So you've got staff here in Sydney you being in Melbourne, has that been an issue since you haven't been able to come to Sydney very often in this climate?
1: Yeah, it is tricky. And and I guess because like culture is so important, you know, like and how do you we have we've only got one um we've just got a warehouse manager in Sydney. Right. So I guess there always is the question of, you know, how do you make him feel like he's really part of the team when there's just him there? So um, it has been difficult because obviously I can't go up there as much as I'd like to, just given restrictions. Um, but I guess it just all comes down to communication and doing things that, you know, really make him feel like he's part of the team. Um, so the other day he was saying that he um, woke up with a really stiff neck. So I went and got him a massage that night. Um, yeah. Just so he could feel like, you know, he's he's really cared about and, um, yeah, he does play a vital role in, in the team. Uh-huh.
0: Now, the product range over the over the years you would have expanded the collection. What's the most recent product that you've re- that you've um, released?
1: Um, most recent products that would be our, our personalization range. So we had these really popular um, travel cases. You might have seen the ones with um, kind of divider slots in them. And then we had so many people asking if they could personalize that range, which at the time it couldn't. But I was like, "Why don't we just create a range that can be personalized?" And yeah, that's done really, really well in in recent months.
0: And you've also got a skincare. What do you call it? It's kind of like a carousel.
1: Is that new? yeah? Our skincare holder. Yeah, that is new actually. Good idea. Um, oh, every everyone loves that. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's really good. Do you have you had a hurdle with postage of some of these products?
1: In terms of, like, sea freight? Well, and just the logistics
0: of anything breaking, you know, before it gets...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we've had to redo our packaging so many times in the last few years, especially when it comes to the mirrors and the tables. Um, But now it's unbelievably well packed. Um, And, um, yeah, we, we provide, like, free transit insurance because that's something that customers are really, really worried about. And we just don't want there to be any fear in the purchasing process so yeah very very well (laughs) packed yeah
0: what would you say are the most popular products
1: um probably our mirrors i'd say we're we're known for for our mirrors yeah amazing can
0: you get them in different
1: sizes the mirrors you can we've got we've got we've got got so many mirrors um you can get them in for the bulb which is a very traditional like hollywood style mirror and then we've got one with like LED frames around it Um, and then, yeah, they come in probably three to four different sizes. Uh,
0: And is it just a cord that you literally just plug into the wall and the lights work?
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're beautiful.
0: So are you constantly thinking up new ideas for products or do you feel like it's quite settled and just every now and again you'll think, right, I'm ready to move on? Like how does your brain work around the product development side?
1: Yeah, I think when we, like two years ago, that was something that was very front and centre. It would be, you know, how can we expand the range so that we can encompass everything in one's beauty room? But now with over, I think we've got about 90 skus now, I'd say we're almost set. I think there are a couple of new product launches happening this year, but aside from, you know, a product range is probably not front and centre anymore. I think my biggest focus now is um, like brand, credibility and building that kind of loyal um uh yeah working on like the brand tone of voice um and then also just the the shipping the, the whole um customer purchase experience so making sure that you know at every step of the way the customer you know is hundred percent happy um and I'm I'm very aggressive on just delivering a outstanding, you know, end-to-end customer experience.
0: Yeah. I've got to say, whoever is doing your social media advertising targeting is doing a very good <laughs> job. Uh, listen to this. I went onto your website to have a look and then I jumped onto Instagram and an ad just sprung up in front of me and I'm like, whoa.
1: <laughs> oh, God. That's Aren't they good? Yeah. Oh, it's it's so creepy.
0: <laughs> because the thing is, I looked at your website from my desktop. Mm. But I'm logged onto Instagram from this, so that must have triggered it. Because when I went onto Instagram, I then went on my phone, so I was on a different device, and it just came up instantly. And I'm like, "Whoa!" Isn't it bizarre? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good, crazy, crazy, really good. So, do you have ads going all the time, or do you do it for a campaign and then pull back?
1: No, it's pretty much all the time now. Right. Um. Yeah, but we're. I mean, this year we're trying to focus a lot more on retention rather than acquisition. Yeah. Um. Because yeah it's retention is so so important but yeah we do have runs sorry we do have ads running all the time good for brand awareness
0: though definitely
1: yeah yeah Yeah, exactly
0: so what's your role in the company these days like what does an average day look like for you
1: oh they're so like we touched on earlier the team is still very lean and very nimble so I probably do a bit of everything every day so um Working on ads, working on content, um, email marketing, um, product development, like ensuring that stock is arriving on time, working on the financial side of things, although I absolutely hate that, Um, customer service even, like live chat, everything. (laughs)
0: do you have days which you find really stressful like something goes on you're like oh my god like this is just really stressful or have you kind of um hardened to the difficulties and hurdles that business throws you
1: look I think I have hardened um earlier on I used to take customer issues that happened very personally and I used to almost take it like as an attack on myself So, yeah, like one of the most difficult things in running this business has been not to tie my self-identity with stuff that goes on in the business. Um, I'm still working on that one. But, um, yeah, absolutely, there are times where some days are just, you know, you just need to call it a day at like 12 o'clock. (laughs) <laughs> because a
0: lot of people don't talk about it, but I know that everyone, you know, goes through that feeling, but everyone also deals with it differently. And I think that the big key is to kind of, if something goes wrong, you recognise it, think, what can I learn? You need to solve it, but you also just need to move on rather than dwell in in whatever has happened. It's hard to do.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's extremely hard to do. Yeah. Like, Yeah, one of the things that I, one of my goals this year actually is just to you know, be a lot more rational when it comes to stuff that goes on in the business and take the emotions out of it. And I think then, you know, as a leader as well, you just make better decisions, but right. it's extremely hard to do. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. So how do you juggle your time?
1: Um, I mean, I don't really think about it as like, uh, like I guess work-life balance, I guess it's just like work-life integration. Like I'll be at a dinner with friends or my boyfriend and if something happens on social media or whatever that I need to be on, like I'll I'll, I'll just do it. Um, and I think the people around me are just used to me doing that, I guess.
0: I'm the same. I, I gave up trying to get a balance years ago and just said, you know what, you've just got to integrate it and go with it and then mm. everyone's happy. Like you feel much calmer. Yeah.
1: Approach. Yeah, exactly. And if you love what you're doing, which I absolutely do, like I love the beauty industry, I love the whole, you know, just marketing and customer acquisition and building a brand that will last the test of time. You just, it's not even like work per se. Like you just really enjoy doing it. So you 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 do it.
0: Yeah. Have you had any thoughts of starting another brand at all?
1: Um. To be honest, no. I haven't really had that itch yet. I'm just so devoted to um, building this. Into something that, yeah, will last the test of yeah. time and is a business um, that people really love. Mm.
0: The reason why I ask that question is quite often when people have been in a really successful business, like exactly mm. like yours, they come across opportunities and just thought starters that much quicker. Mm. And quite often, get the get the business off the ground quicker as well. So, yeah you will see someone you know like not necessarily now but you might find like in a couple of years that you'll go oh
1: yeah
0: just launch this brand I'm going to yeah like add this
1: yeah 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 I think I also because I know like how much work is involved in like growing and scaling a business I'm like oh I'll just stay with this one like <laughs> and there's so many more growth levers that I think we haven't pulled yet so yeah, yeah I'm excited for the for the next year
0: there's a lot of e-commerce brands out there that just, you know, see businesses like yours and just think, gosh, how can I, you know, kickstart my business? You know, like how can I get scale? Do you have any tips for people that are starting off in e-commerce?
1: Um, well, I think the landscape now is just so much different to when I started. But like like I said, we grew rapidly from... Um, social media. So outside of like paid marketing and influencers, which, you know, that's also really hard to get decent ROI on these days. But I think like at the moment, I think TikToks and arbitrage and, you know, more, more platforms like Clubhouse, um, just when these new products come about, I think it's you just got to get in there and you got to work out, um, you know, how to leverage that um, for, the, for the benefit of your business. So, yeah, we're seeing really good um organic traffic coming from tiktok um, i was just I think,
0: about to ask you that yeah. right
1: yeah um it's just such a great platform because you don't need the followers because
0: no. you know your
1: for you page is filled with people that you don't even follow so it just i mean tiktok credits creative brilliance so you just have to create good content mm. um and and your followers will will grow rapidly
0: yeah fabulous all right then so where can everyone find
1: you so we are at Atwile Collective, Atwile spelt E-T-O-I-L-E, and our website is atwilecollective.com.au.
0: Fabulous. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us here today.
1: Thank you, Alison. Um, I'm, yeah, love the chat and, yeah, thank you for sharing your platform.